So, top five Super Bowl performances of all time. Yes? No? Yes? In the top five? I'm a yes. Sure. Um, I felt like it was nostalgic. Yes. I felt like um, everyone looked great on stage. Great. I felt like the performances were on point. I felt like there was no sound issues. Um, there was a lot of crumping. <laughs> and <laughs> that's like one of that's like one of my favorite things about like the West Coast is that they will incorporate crumping for anything. Um and I love how they brought out the villain as a little surprise um to perform his song. <laughs> He's a villain. I like that name, the villain. That's a good name. A I villain. like that name for him. He's a yeah. villain. He's a villain, but he's carrying stars on his back. He is. So I they give have, him that credit. You even saw the little, like, even the way they had Mary sitting over there with him on the couch. I was like, that's her little, that's I her new boss. That's her, that. that's her boss, right. But it was it was amazing. I would have picked probably different songs for Mary to perform, but I'm also biased because I wanted Mary to have her own set. I knew, I, I, and I want to see that too. Like, she deserves too. But I knew that it was going to be that one. All I heard, all I kept saying when I in my bit in my head when I was... Hearing this performance, I was like, yo, Mary's going to perform. I just kept singing, we don't need no haters. Mm-hmm. I thought she was going to start with that. But I was like, I knew it. Because mm-hmm. it's the Super Bowl. I knew it was five people performing. She was only going to get a limited amount of time. She only did two songs. I would have preferred right. more than just those two. But I was like, what are her biggest ones? And and she did, I was expecting um, Family Affair. I wasn't quite expecting no more drama. And because of that, I went up. I was like, that's right. perfect. Because that is still very commercial. Mm-hmm. But it still gives you that, like, even my life type Mary. And it was, right. it was like, that's that was it. Right. Um, I loved Kendrick's performance. I'm, I'm biased. Whoa. And I love anything Kendrick. It was so black. Um, I, said, I said, take that, white America. Take that. Yeah, but also they censored his line of, and we hate Popo. I know. Oh, did they? Yes, they did. So, boo. Tomatoes for that. I heard them censor, and if I'm fucked up, then if you fucked up, he said, yeah, I'm course. on one, then you on one. Yeah, okay, but then, and we hate Popo. It was like, and we hate. And I was mm. like, Popo? Like, say right. that part. Oh, we're not going to say it? Oh, okay. Uh, um, and then Eminem taking a knee, which a lot of people didn't catch. Come I on, Em. I, I saw didn't it. catch it at first. I saw it, but didn't realize it at first. Right. So, I appreciate, appreciated that. Right. Because and with all I that, I realized until he did it for like a little extra long, and I was like, "Is it? Is he introing? What's he picking up?" And that's when I realized exactly how perfect the whole thing was, because it was like this is the first time hip hop was in the building all together. It wasn't Mary's first time. Remember, Mary did the Super Bowl mm-hmm. already in two thousand one with like Britney Spears and yes. Sync, yes. um, and Diddy and Nelly. But this was the first time it was all hip hop, and if mm-hmm. you noticed, it was all based around Dr. Dre, because I think even yes. Dre produced Family Affair. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like all—he didn't produce every song that was performed, but it was like out of the out of Dre's studio right. thing. And what made it so perfect was kind of when the villain came on, and we know how like you know family and wholesome this halftime is supposed to be, whatever. But when the villain came on, it was doing in the club and had everybody. Um, twerking and whatnot. I said, I said, oh really? I yeah. said, oh really? Yeah. I said, yeah. really? Yeah. But then I realized in the end, I was like, how's white America gonna feel about that? And you can white Amer- as long as you give white America Eminem, 
which also happens to be under Dr. Dre. Balances it all out. They don't care what you do. And that's when I realized how perfect the thing was. I also heard allegedly Eminem wasn't supposed to take a knee. Mm. So the I fact that, that he... So I don't know if that's a rumor or if that was true or whatever the, the case is. Yeah. But, I mean, he did it. And, yeah, so it was a good, very good halftime performance. Um, I think every what happens next year. Well, I think regardless, we know it's going to be... Janae sung America the Beautiful. I think she sung it beautifully. Mary Mary right. sang uh, Lift Every Voice and Sing. Uh, okay. Black country star Mickey Guyton came out and sung the national anthem. I think that people were really upset at Jay-Z in 2017 or 18 after Colin Kaepernick for getting in bed with the NFL to take over this entertainment position. But ever mm-hmm. since he took over this entertainment position for the NFL, he ain't missed. He ain't hey. missed. And, what? like, he didn't lead with the halftime show. Last year, I think it was, like, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Yes. Like, Spaces it out the right way, and mm-hmm. now this was the perfect. Thank you. It was. Jay. It was. It was good. It was good. It was good. Um, it it, it goes up there with one of with with, with the, allegedly with the top five. Mm-hmm. Um, I I still will never get over Beyonce's performances. No, no, I watched both of them. Right. So that goes that. Yes. All right. Well, <laughs> we're back. Let's start the show. I've been, I've been working all night. Now I need to hear you call my name. Where you at? On the way. How far? On the way. Popping, popping on the way. How far we take it all the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been going all day and now I need to hear you say my Welcome name. back to another episode of the On The Way Podcast, where we give it to you straight. In this space, we won't say anything behind your back that we won't say to your face. We keep you up to date with the latest music, news, and everything related while you are on the way. I'm Khalil. And I'm Sylvie. And this is the On The Way Podcast. You can listen to this podcast on your way to watching week six or seven of Abbott Elementary because it's become necessary to my life. I hope it is yours as well. That show is hilarious. It's everything. You can listen to this podcast on your way to ignoring Kanye West's posts. Yo, Lord. <laughs> Please, let's just look the other way, child. But either way, anyway, it's 2022, and this is the On The Way podcast. Black Queen. Yes. Sylvie V. Jones. In the new year, how are you? Oh, I thought you was about to say Happy New Year, and I was going to say look. Nope, nope. I know you was going to try. You were going to cuss me out for no you reason. Know, you know I don't do that. I oh. This year, I actually stopped saying it on Drink January so. 2nd. Yeah, you kind of try. You kind of scarred me, too. <laughs> Every time I thought about saying it to somebody, I thought about niggas like you who might secretly mm-hmm. be cussing me out for sending them we good, just don't wanna hear good it. tidings and joy. Nope. You get that. <laughs> nope. And you, you get an exception if like the first week of January is like a short week. And you get like maybe the two or three days of that week. Other than that, we don't want to hear After the first week, I stopped. I told you that I like, I told you I think that it should go into the whole month, at least of January. After the <laughs> first week, I was done. So, thanks. No. So. Um, I'm feeling good, feeling blessed, happy to be here and alive. And we're back. Yeah. It has been a minute. Um, life has been lifing, but in abundance. <laughs> And um, I'm just 
happy to be back on track and on board, fitting in on the way into my already festive schedule that I have. Um, yeah, it just feels good to be back. You know, yeah. it's like the the weekly thing was missing from my life. Yeah, the weekly you. unwind where you could just like talk shit and also review music. I tell you, yeah, and on the way got some things coming up. Pray to God, you know, singular. Yeah, man, we are entering a new year with <clears throat> new beginnings, and I like that for us. Like, I feel like I love that for you too. Thank you so much. Yeah. How are you, Khalil? Oh, happy new year. <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. A lot of things have been happening. Yeah, life has been life and life has been good. I've been really grateful um, since we've been gone. I'm now on Harry Potter 6. I got through 5 since we... I finished 4 since last we talked. Got through 5. Up on 6. 6 was always my favorite. 6 is like the payoff. It's starting to go down right now. I'm so excited for this. Then I'll get into seven. I'm doing Twelfth Night right now. I'm acting in Twelfth Night. I was cast Amen. as Duke Orsino slash uh, Sir Toby Belch. And it's been really interesting playing two characters. I know you want to say something because his name is Toby. I <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Anytime I tell niggas that I'm playing somebody <laughs> named Toby. They Your name just is Kunta. Well up. No, <laughs> no, I'm not playing a slave. I'm playing a man named Toby. Toby is short for Tobias, and Tobias means light of God. Kunta is short for Kente. Oh, fuck you. I wasn't going to say anything, Kalua. I was going to keep my comments to myself. It's okay. You can say it. You can say it. I don't care. My sir Toby Belch is dope as hell. I don't care. I know that's right. Yes. Go up for your character. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, but that's been going really good. It's like it's pl- I'm playing two roles, so it's like meaty. It's like really the kind of stuff that you want as an actor. And then Denzel came out with Macbeth, so I was just able to watch another master class. Mm. Not try to be Denzel, but you know he's a he's that's a teacher man. So right, um, that was great. Um, and our tour is coming to an end this week. It was it's been awesome. You've got to see the documentary. Let's talk about Cosby on Showtime. My God! Since you mentioned it to me the other day, I did hear some more buzz about it. Oh, so um. Oh. Does a great job of talking about you know what he did for the black community and how he established himself. And also the wrongs that he's accused of doing that he, I would pretty much venture to say at this point, has done. And um, and and how that plays a part in his role in the black community and in just society in general now. Right. It's... Ooh, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Zendaya, 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 Zendaya. You deserve... Emmy number two, three, four, and five, just based off of season two alone. We already know you got Emmy number one from season one. They can't, they can not, not give it to you again. I don't even know who else you're going up against. I don't know, but I know that that thing we'll got see. your name we'll on see. it. But you will see. She, she is, she's cracking that oh. crack roll, oh. and I, I love, <laughs> I yeah. love it, and I'm. Yeah. I, I can't. I don't want to talk about Euphoria because I can go on for days oh, oh. and and unpack so many things. Drake, but, you got um, one. Got one, Drake. 
You got one, brother. I keep forgetting he's behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's almost over as well. Um, yeah. HBO, y'all are good for, for these shows that keep us hooked every week. We started the season talking about if we need it and just like that. And I will, you know, I'm glad to say that, yes, I think we did. I think we needed it. No, we didn't. But it was cute. And just like that was cute. No, we didn't need it. But it was cute. And I wouldn't be upset if you guys didn't come back for a uh, season two. I'll take another. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I bet. It was leave Shay's ass behind. And maybe I think she's done. I think she's done. I think think Miranda shot out for going out to L.A. I think she's going to learn her lesson. Over here, poor Steve. Everybody feeling bad for Steve at the end. Anyway, I, I just feel like I just feel like with shows, know when it's over and know when it's it's good to just to put an end to. But I feel like a lot of shows don't know how to do that, and it can either go great or it can go bad. Um, but you know, if you want to bring back a show, then do a whole revamp like The Fresh Prince on Peacock. I was about to say I haven't seen Bel Air yet. Have you seen it? I have not seen it yet. I the episode one dropped. To watch I've it. heard. I've heard so many great reviews. I've heard about great it. things. I just can't bring myself to watch it yet. Uh, detached from the comedy, child. That's just I not know. a comedy. That's I a drama. No, that's the thing. It's like this is supposed to be funny. I'm not ready Mm-mm. for dark. Will no, it's Smith. not. I'm not ready. I'm not ready for for for. Yes, give me ghetto Philly Philly, Philly realness, and I'm uh. I'm ready to watch it. I hear the whole first episode is in Philly. They don't even make it to Bel Air until like the end of the episode. So well, I get we'll it. see, child. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. And uh, lastly, let's talk about friends, okay? You know, I have a friend. We have a friend called Waldy, right? That's her name, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, I told her she knows it's coming. I told her the whole world. She's gonna put on blast for the whole world. You know, I have a friend. You listen to this podcast. We know this podcast very well. Anybody who's listening to this podcast probably knows who some of my favorite artists are. I call this chick. I call this. I call this girl just to check up on her today. How you doing? You want to hang out on Friday? Oh, uh, I'm going to a concert on Friday. Uh, it's at the Blue Note. Uh, oh, you. I was wondering. You might know the artist. Have you ever heard of uh, Terrace Martin? <laughs> she invited you no she didn't she told me she was going and oh. then told me to go look up tickets and the tickets are sold out oh my god oh. friends how many of us have them i don't know are you ready let's <laughs> start the show let's get into the weekly playlist weekly playlist the weekly playlist Weekly Playlist. It's the Weekly Playlist, baby. To keep up with our weekly playlist, follow us on Instagram at On The Way Weekly, where we release it every Wednesday. This week we've got... (laughs) Hotels, Motels by The Jasmine Sullivan. Good Morning Gorgeous by The Queen, Mary J. Blige. Drunken Words, Sober Thoughts by the one and only Seven Streeter, and B-O-D-R by Uncle Snoop. For my first album this week, I had Hotels, Motels, the deluxe version by Jasmine B. Sullivan. Uh, Before I get into this, I just want to say, we came back from our break a year ago Mm -hmm. with this album. Mm -hmm. 
with hotels. And again. here we are, one year later, you with are. not just this album, but the deluxe version. Coming back from break. Coming back from the break. So this long-anticipated deluxe includes five new tales slash interludes, along with five new songs by Jasmine. I love listening to Motels before the songs, before the songs, because um, it gave like a preface as to what we're about to hear. Yeah. Right. For example, Jazzy's tale speaking about how she was staying in a relationship longer than she should have for the yeah. wrong reasons and how the validation of the relationship brought her um, like like made her realize that she lacked that self-love and yeah. all of that led into hurt me so good. Um, we also get a bro's tale testimonial for the that first was, time. I appreciated that. Which a lot of people so funny when she dropped like the picture, they thought the bro meant like Lonnie bro, and it was like, oh my god, Frank Ocean, and she was like, child, Frank Ocean is not on this album. As I was one of the people who thought it was Frank. Um, I think my, (laughs) but then I really like, I love the song that came after Bro's Tale though. That song Mm -hmm. that was dope. Yes, roster. But my favorite, favorite, favorite is Moda's Tale. Uh, with BPW. the Moni Love, with the Moni Love intro, mm. interlude that go right into BPW because mm. that song is on brand, and I want y'all to make sure you chisel them lyrics very tiny on my tombstone because that is my song. Love and unforgettable. There was in the water, I want to go. And I don't just want your heart, I want your soul Hitting tracks like I'm a stripper on a pole And my ex can't forget it cause the shit just too good to let go And even though we ain't official You know I ain't no regular girl So tell me when I'm with you I got the best pussy in the world Heart, I want your soul. That is my song. Like, <laughs> What's wrong with you, bro? <laughs> just with a mad tiny, but but clear enough so that you can read it on my tombstone. <laughs> like, wow, she did have the best pussy in the world. Like, wow, that was wow, that was wow. So, um, Jasmine Sullivan, thank you so much. I really wish that uh, I could have got to your album tickets. I mean, your your tour tickets before. Uh, resellers got to them and right. spiked up the prices like crazy. So I you, I know. Tiana Major Nine. Yes, I know you are going off on tour right now. Mm. I'm thankful, so thankful for Motels, and it was highly anticipated. And it wasn't like because mm-hmm. when you think of deluxe and when you think of artists who decide to um, give you more songs, it's like were these even needed? Were they needed? No. Were they a great addition to hotels? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it makes you want to just continue on the album. Like it's like, oh my God, this is so good. Like mm-hmm. again, singers who sing, no complaints. Ten out of ten. Loved it. She start and then she started it with Issa's tail. Like what a way to rope us back in. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect. Issa's tail was perfect. They perfect. went to the uh uh Tragic, was that a song already? Had that come out already? Tragic came out in the beginning of Jan- like mid-January. Right, reclaiming mm-hmm. my time. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Perfect, man. 
This week for my first album, I had the 15th studio album by the queen, Miss Mary J. Blige, who's from Yonkers, New York, and released the album Good Morning Gorgeous in perfect posturing right before uh, she killed it on the Super Bowl halftime show. Both of my albums this week are from um, halftime, Super Bowl halftime performers. Perfect, mm. perfect posturing. And something I found out about that is they don't pay you for that performance. But they were, they were doing the interview, and they were just saying, if you do the promo and the performance right, you'd be paid for the rest of your life, you know? Facts. And, and so, was, yeah, wow. And I think they, they did that. Um, some of the producers on this album were Bongo, by the way, Demille, who's, who we're familiar with working with her, uh-huh. um, DJ Khaled, her, Cool and Dre, London on the track, Jay White did it, with some help also from BJ the Chicago Kid and Lucky Day. Uh, the features included Anderson Pack, who also had some uh, assisted with some uh, production on the album. Dave East, DJ Khaled as well, Fabio Foreign, and Usher. There's a Marion Usher track out, y'all. Again. Again. There's another one. Marion Usher collab. What album was that? How don't you know this? Oh, oh yes, I do know this. I think it was just, it was on Growing Pains. I think. Yes. Yep, I remember that song. Yeah, they sing well together. <sighs> Mary, I think she proves she just proves time and time again how timeless she is. How how um how timeless she is. How and why she is the queen. She can give you this. This album just had everything. Mm-hmm. She can give, still give you those relevant hip hop and R and B with those where she says she's the queen of hip hop soul. She can still, still give you those hip hop soul jams like on top featuring Five Year Foreign mm-hmm. and Amazing featuring DJ, uh, by DJ Khaled. I'm um, featuring DJ Khaled, which I think is the single that they led with. And there's this video of a of a girl. I think I don't know if you showed it to me, but this mom is like it's um. You know how the, the parents be giving their kids the iPads now. And so, like, every day her little girl wakes up and she's like a baby. But, like, she Remy gets Remy Ma's a, daughter. Oh, was that it? Sorry. It was Remy Ma's daughter. You said this little girl. And it's a baby. <laughs> it's Remy's Ma. It's so Remy Ma's daughter who replays the video of Mary and thinks that it's her mom. She thinks it's her mom? Yeah, she thinks it's her she thinks it's Remy, but she That's hilarious. That's hilarious. <laughs> you said, the way you intro this is, you know, they well, be giving girl, the kids iPads. They be giving the kids the iPads now. I was like, why does it sound like the Instagram video that I saw of Remy Ma? I said you sent it to me. I don't know. So many clips. So many clips out now. I don't know. I can't keep track. But, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Yo. The girl get up every day out the bed, and the first thing that she look at is Mary singing "Amazing" right. Right. by DJ Khaled. Right. That's dope. Um, <laughs> and then she can still also give you like those neo soul jams, almost too, like "Come See About Me" and "I'm um, Here With Me" featuring Anderson Pack, who was also on the Super Bowl stage. Mm-hmm. Um, then she can give you those grown and sexy jams like failing in love and living without the heartbreak and while all the time still saying, still staying like ruthfully honest, um, while also still saying, staying so R and B 
with songs like Love Will Never and then the title track, Good Morning Gorgeous, and then um, Rent Money. Oh, that's the song that's out now with Dave East, um, where she is so authentically and so on brand yes. as transparent about everything as she does as Mary, but she's just being transparent about clawing her way clawing her way back financially yes. after her divorce. Um, Amazing. It's been everything on you. It's been on you. that long on you. I ain't got nothing left. I'm in over my head. Now I'm barely breathing. You know you the reason. Just trying to break even. You must be used to me spending. Look now my rent money do. And, you know, what's there not to love about Mary? I was, you know, when what makes Mary an amazing artist, not only because she sings beautifully, but because you have someone who's been releasing music for decades Mm -hmm. and can release music now in this time. Timeless. And can still be great. Relevant. It's like relevant music. She's not trying too hard. She's mm-hmm. not throwing a whole different flow that you're just like, mm-hmm. this don't work, Monet Tejada. Like, mm-hmm. this don't work. Like, she is really killing it in that. Mm-hmm. In the show? Mm-hmm. The album? Mm-hmm. The, the performances? Like, <sighs> you said it all, man. You said it all, man. Love it. The queen. For my second album this week, I had Drunken Words, Sober Thoughts, Deluxe Edition by Seven Student. She's a singer-songwriter who's signed to Atlantic Records and has been releasing music since 2012. Um, That is when I first heard of Seven with her single, I Like It. I like it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I did not have any doubts that... what The way I had that on repeat... You do it so good. Exactly. Um, Drunken Words, Sober Thoughts includes features from Chris Brown, Dominic Scott, ASAP Ferg, Bia, Jeremiah, Lavish, and Lucky Day. Mm. The album's original release was in in September, but summer felt... Summer. Woof. The album's original release was in September, but Seven felt that it needed five more songs to complete this collection. She's also on tour right now. So shout out to her for saying like, hey, even though I'm on tour, y'all can get five more songs just to go right on this. Mm. Um, This was my first time listening to a whole album by Seven Streeter. And wow, this is some good stuff, okay? Mm. So I really enjoyed Guilty, um, featuring Chris Brown, ASAP first. Dreams featuring Jeremiah, I enjoyed as well. Feels featuring Lucky Day, one of my new faves. Um, Liquid Courage off the Deluxe. Mm. 
mm. High Life off the deluxe as well as the Guilty acoustic version off of deluxe because I really, 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 really enjoy acoustic versions of songs that you've already heard the original to. Mm. I feel like the acoustic just gives it like... It does. You hear the the, the skin and bones, the skeleton yeah. of the song. Right. If it's, it's really stripped. a song. Mm-hmm. It gets stripped. Mm. Um, and I'm two for two for singers this week when it comes to uh, reviewing albums. Singers who can sing, who sound amazing. So. Oh, is that the song you said? Yeah, that's the song I like. That video, that video is dope. Guilty. Yes, singers who can sing. Yes. Love this album, Seven. Um, and yeah, I have no complaints. Always will be. Always have been a Seven fan. That's good. That's real long. I'll be right there. That's right. good. Thing. Right, exactly. This week I had for my second album... B-O-D-R, which stands for Back on Death Row by the one and only Uncle Snoop Dogg, who's from Long Beach, California. And this is his 24th studio album. My God. Uh, some of the producers on this project were DJ Battlecat, Think, High Tech, Hit Boy, Superfly, DJ Green Lantern, Hollis, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence Jr., and Don Cannon. Some of the features included October London, Nas, Emo Trap, T.I., Sleepy Brown, Nate Dogg, The Game, The Baby, Hey Leon, Uncle Murder, Jane Hancock, Wiz Khalifa, and Lil Duval. Um, there's some people I'm always going to listen to. I'm always going to listen to a Mary album. Always going to listen to a Kanye album. I'm always going to listen to a Snoop album. Um, this is one, and I think this is definitely one of my favorites of his. It's always funky. It's always soulful. It's always gangster. I love gospel Snoop, but this was not that. This was Snoop as he is proclaiming. Uh, this was Snoop proclaiming as he is the label's new owner that he's back on death row. And the rhymes were still as hard as ever. They were hard. Um, some of my favorite tracks on this. I mean, what what happened is the he acquired Death Row from the brand MNRK Music Group, and they're controlled by a private equity fund managed by Blackstone, which is an that's an investment firm. And they announced uh, last Wednesday, right before the Super Bowl, the way they timed this whole thing up was perfect. Um, that the um, that he was now the owner of Death Row. They didn't talk of the, the terms of how it all came to be. They didn't publish all that, but we just know he's the owner. And so the company went into bankruptcy. And now this investment group, they sold it to Snoop. And honestly, Snoop is everywhere. Snoop is every freaking where. Like, that he's he's obviously shown, he's like Shaq. He's like shown that he's like a great businessman. You know? Right. And so why not? Some of my favorite songs on this project were Crip Your Enthusiasm, where he took and he flipped the Curb Your Enthusiasm beat. Um, it was perfect. An exotic bitch, a snow bunny, and me and your hoe. We all up in the club, living our best life. Black gave a nigga thumbs, nigga like, that's right. Hit the dance floor with some twins. They was close friends. Back that ass up, she said, grab it with both hands. 
Now players do what players do. You know the dog, no sugar coating. I state the truth. I make the rules. Grip it, curb it, flip it and serve it. I'm at your service. Now don't get nervous. Another episode of a doggy dog tale. You know me well. You know I'm coming by the smell. Um, Daddy was interesting as he was definitely reminding the young lady that he wasn't her father, but her daddy. <laughs> right. Um, he always be tripping me up with this play of life slash, but I got a wife though. Like, it's all a character. Sandwich bag was great. It was Uncle Snoop. It had them funky vibes. It had this Curtis Mayfield type beat with an organ and the talk box effect. I love when he gets into his talk box bag. Gotta Keep Pushing featuring T.I. and Sleepy Brown. That sampled Mr.'s Blackberry Molasses. And it was a really good collaboration. I really like hearing Snoop and T.I. together. Um, and they've been talking about, I've been listening to the Brilliant Idiots about Charlemagne's podcast about who. Who can T.I. see in a versus? I would love to see Lil Wayne versus T.I. I would also love to mm. see... I think they came out around the same time. Or like, no, Lil Wayne Pop came out before them. But they both like popped together around the same time. I would love to see T.I. They also said T.I. versus 50 Cent. That could be interesting too. Okay. Right. Um, I really liked the funky coming back ah coming back oh and uh get this d <laughs> comical comical snoop conflicted with nas was great i'm not sure i think it was like is this the first time i ever heard snoop and nas rap together um but it was obviously that was one of the hit boy produced tracks and nas was working heavily with hit boy now that was a great if not if that was the first time that was a long overdue collab that was great Outside the Box featuring Nate Dogg was amazing. Um, and it reminded me of like a player's version of Jasmine Sullivan's Let It Burn. Because mm. it had the same kind of same chords. Um, and then We Don't Gotta Worry featuring Wiz sampled her and Daniel Caesar's best part. So it was kind of like, you know, young people be sampling the OGs. So I just kind of loved it how the OGs was like, all right, well, now we're going to start sampling the young people. And it, that song was it was dope. It was amazing. Great album, Snoop. B-O-D-R. Hope y'all check that out for real. West Side. West Side? Don't put that in. West Side? Nope. West Side? Mm. We're going to say, yay, yay. Like, yay, yay. No, don't put that in, please. Don't put any of your stuff in. <laughs> this week for our honorable mentions, we had Stoner's Night by Juicy J and Wiz Khalifa. And CM10, free game deluxe by Yo Gotti. New Elvis to the city in Detroit morning, Big Sean. I'm on some cold gangster shit. I got a little bitch on the west side. Couple little hitters from South Mims and another little hitter from the east side. I can adapt to the pain. I understand the poverty. Why would I let And now it's time for Music News. Alright, so this week Megan the Stallion um celebrated her 27th birthday. She actually 
she also launched um, a new foundation called the Pete and Thomas Foundation. This foundation is a nonprofit organization which generates awareness around campaigns and programmatic activities while focusing primarily on education, housing, wellness, and health. Megan said that my family raised me to help others and to give back. So I'm incredibly proud to be in the position to accomplish that as a goal. She feels like she has a responsibility to use her platforms to make a meaningful impact in the lives of those who may not have access to resources and support services. Um, I feel like this is a wonderful idea. This benefits um, families who are of low income housing. This also benefits um, <clears throat> senior citizens, single mothers, um, and also families impacted by financial emergencies and natural disasters, um, which includes like a lot of families who are in like Texas and deep in the South, you know. Um, I love how she's also using her platform to do something great in a positive way. And I hope that this organization does fulfill its needs and exactly what it's saying, because it's funny how people are always saying like, you know, you got to get back to the hood or get back to this or get back to that. Or you getting all so big, you know, and it's like organizations like this are showing you that, yeah, we're giving back to the hood. Yes, we're putting back into we're helping God as much as we can from our position. Similar to Be Good. So mm. um, I love this foundation. Um, she did it in honor of her late mother and father and grandmother. Um, and yeah. Sure. Um, this week, this week on Netflix, part one of a three-part documentary called Genius, a Kanye trilogy, dropped on. I think I already said it dropped on Netflix, and so far I've seen pretty much like the every the first part of part one. I have like maybe thirty minutes left, and it's amazing. It's amazing. I think that as controversial as we all may feel about Kanye right now, and I think, um, I think that we should have seen this coming. Like, uh, duh! Now that I put the connect all the dots, he was just bugging this week on the Instagram, and I'm not really a fan of how he uses necessarily his real life to promote whatever he's got coming out, which it kind of seems like, but. I'm like, oh, now all that was popping off, and now there's a documentary, which we knew was coming, but I didn't know it was coming this week. And it's amazing. It's amazing just because uh, part one so far is pretty much, I'd say in a nutshell, the making of college dropout and everything that kind of went into before that decision was made. And then once he uh, moved to New York, once he got on, how he was just supporting himself with one beat at a time, and now how he's trying to get signed, how he's making this album, nobody's taking him seriously, how he's going into Rockefeller, and we were there. We experienced the college dropout. So it's taking us back to early Kanye, before all of the controversy set in, just to see how he said it, how he uh, set himself up. There's conversations with he and his mom, Dr. Donda West, mm-hmm. and, um, oh, Oof, you can just see how she was his 
fuel the way that she just poured into him when he was hurting, when he needed somebody, the way she just lifted his spirits, the way that um, and and even and even in, and there's even some early rambles in there about how he's talking about how people wanted beats from him for free, right. And that's how he supports himself. And he's like, no, you can't have no beats for free. He's like, it's crazy to me how, you know, people want free beats. Um, he made a he made a joke. He was like, no, nah, I'm not going to try to retell it. But he was, it's no. just it's just crazy to, about how people want free beats. And he was like, no, you can't have free beats. I'm in here. I had to make all this happen for myself. I had to do all this. I can't just be giving away my stuff for free. You got to do it too. You got to work for yourself too. And as he's going into that, it's like, oh, that looks like it might be the beginnings of maybe how he feels as a black Republican. Mm. You know, it was kind of that like, I did it, you do it. Don't be asking me for free stuff that I had to spend summers and whatnot in the basement creating. And it's like... Not that I agree, but it's just helping you understand. And so there's still part two and three, and I'm just interested to see how it's all going to come together. Um, and his friend Cootie was the one who, um, he just took an interest in Kanye. He had a he had a public action show, show in um, Chicago. He was a stand-up comedian, and then somebody tapped him to do a stand-up public access show. On, and, it, and he just went around just bringing cameras into the hip-hop scene in Chicago, and he found Kanye, and then he decided that he needed to, once Kanye up and moved to New York, and it popped off for him, like a year later, he was like, I need to dedicate a lot more time to making this documentary, and then there's just so much footage now, it's, it's crazy. Okay. Um, what I will say is I do have a lot of love for Kanye West. I am going to watch this mainly for nostalgic purposes because I remember downloading um, Mixtape Yay, mm -hmm. which was after College Dropout had dropped. And I was like, mm, I wonder if he has some more songs. Mm -hmm. And to hear like like songs like You're My Type, which I can't find anywhere on streaming services. Maybe Dat Piff. That's a real mm -hmm. niggerish ass app. So it probably oh. has like the <laughs> best Kanye mixtapes. But somebody like, needed somebody need to buy that app. I've been telling y'all. Right. Um, so yeah, I'll check it out. Um, and then, you know, like you said, just detaching from what we're seeing now in real time, which mm -hmm. I don't even want to comment on. On the way, listeners, tell us your favorite parts of the Kanye documentary so far, and then keep us up to date in the next two to three weeks. We're gonna go. And we'll be right back. Working all night and now I need a hit. Call my name. Where you at? On the way. How far? On the way. Popping, popping on the way. How far we take it all the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're back. And it's time to get into the blackness. Don't touch my head. It's just me against the world. Who taught you to hate your family? Here we talk about the world, i.e. black political and social issues, as we see them from our point of view. What happened this week, Khalil? It's time to talk about the Oscars. Wow. It's that time of year again. Um, so this year, I'm not sure if it's just like last year, if he's a part of a 
if he's a part of um, a team of producers or if it's solely himself. But Will Packer is producing. And he's gotten three hosts this year. We haven't had a host since 2018 when Jimmy Kimmel last hosted, I think, during the whole um, Moonlight, La La Land. Yep. Curse, curse, scuffle. But this year we have three hosts, and it's the first. And I'm really kind of, I think this is really dope. There's Wanda Sykes. Anything Wanda does. Wanda's hilarious. <laughs> Ever since the Chris Rock show when she was introduced on HBO. Anything Wanda Sykes does is always hilarious. Mm-hmm. And well done, I think. Um, Amy Schumer. Okay. And Regina Hall. Can't I, wait. I can't, like, yeah, Regina Hall deserves everything. Can't wait. She deserves everything, and I can't. This is so awesome. Funny and fine, Ruth. Oh, my gosh. What, what? Thank you, Lord. Um, so, yeah, go Wanda, go Regina. Um, go, Amy. Oh, I thought you were going to leave her out. I was going to say, oh, my God. Kalosa, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm moving for everybody black. Everybody. <laughs> I said what I said. Oh, my God. Go, Wanda. Go, Regina. Um, so let's talk about these pictures. Let's talk about these categories. Let's talk about these nominations here. I'm only really talking about the black ones and the other ones that I know about. Okay, best picture. So uh, this is the biggest award of the night. King Richard is nominated mm. alongside Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up. Have you seen that on Netflix? I have seen Don't Look Up. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, Drive My Car. Dune. I missed Dune when it was on HBO. I really didn't watch it, but it's all over this place. I really should. When it comes back to HBO in a couple months, I'm going to watch it. I thought Dune was in movie theaters. It might have been, but it was also on HBO Max. With oh, Zend- okay. With Zendaya. It was like, you know how. It, oh, they had it H- on both. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Nightmare Alley. Licorice Pizza. The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Mm. Okay, Best Night Actress. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, it's not. Show. Have you ever seen <laughs> West Side Story? You can't say that. It's all about <laughs> Italians and Puerto Ricans. <laughs> but they talking about... No, that's true. Okay. Best Actress. Okay, Best Actress. Whew. Best actress: Jessica Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman, Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart and Spencer. I really want to. Um, I've seen Being the Ricardos. I told you I don't think Nicole Kidman can do any wrong. Um, Kristen Stewart. I want to watch. Since I watched The Crown, I really am, you know, all about this Diana story. They've had a couple right. of portrayals of her so far, but hers looks really dope. And it's on, um, it's on Hulu. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to check that out. So many of these people have already won this award before, too. I mean, Olivia Coleman has won this award. Nicole Kidman has won this award. Oh, I, I think those are the only two. I think Jessica Chastain has definitely been nominated. So it'll be interesting. Best actor. This is the one I've been t- 
telling your niggas about. I've been telling y'all. I told you so last nigga. So just because I told you so, I can't help it. I can't help it if I see it. You can help it. That's by choice, baby. That's by choice. I can't help it if I see it before everybody else sees it. It's just the Sagittarius thing. Yeah. Get in. Get with it. I guess. Um, Javier Bardem for being the Ricardos, which I saw, which was great. Being with Benedict Cumberbatch, the power of the dog. Haven't seen it yet. Andrew Garfield and Tick Tick Boom. I've heard um, that it was great. I know the stories about Jonathan Larson, who started Rent, and then he died the day that Rent came to Broadway. Mm. So I already know that story is going to be like I'm not ready to watch it, you know, on Netflix. I know it's going to be like a, a tearjerker. So, but I'm mm. sure he's great. And then finally, I think it's going to come down to this right here: Will Smith, who's still Oscar less for King Richard in a role in which he extremely transformed himself and I think that he deserves mm. or okay the goat and when I say the goat I mean the fucking goat Denzel the Washington for Macbeth who is already two Oscars in one for a uh, Best uh, Supporting for Glory, and another one for Leading Actor for Training Day. But my man, if Meryl got three, he needs three. You hear me? And I want him to have this last Oscar. But it's like Denzel or Will, what are we going to do here? (laughs) I try to tell y'all, it's going to be hard. Mm. Macbeth was amazing. Macbeth was great. I don't know how these people are going to vote. It's all, it's actors voting for actors and whatnot. We'll see. I don't know. <coughs> I don't know either. Um, I'm also rooting for Will because I feel like he was snubbed with Ali. So I want him to He was nominated. Friend. He was nominated. And he did not win. Child. No, no. He... So I feel like he deserves a King Richard. Also, I'm a little biased because I just I listen to the book. So, what book? His audiobook. The audiobook. Yes. It was amazing. So, <laughs> so I'm we like, we both did. Mm-hmm. It was amazing that book. I'm and the timing for was Will. perfect. The timing was perfect. Right. I was like, I'm rooting for Will. So we'll see. He's nominated more than once, I believe. No, well, actually, King Richard's nominated more than once. Yeah. But yeah. this is his this is his role that he's nominated for. So yep. we'll see. Uh, he did win the Golden Globe too, which is uh, kind of mm-hmm. looks to, but we'll see. But that's a different voting community. We'll see. Um, best supporting actress, best supporting actress, Anjanu Ellis for King Richard too. Mm-hmm. It's so great to see her getting mm-hmm. her shine. Um, she's nominated alongside Kirsten Dunst for The Power of the Dog, Judy Dench for Belfast, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, and Jesse Buckley for The Lost Daughter. Daughter. Everybody's really talking about Ariana DeBose for West Side Story, but Anjanu Ellis, man, ah, ah, she deserves. I'm, I'm glad that we can. I'm glad that we can say that she's Academy Award nominated now. That means right, because so. she definitely deserves, and it's been a minute. Ben deserves, right? Best makeup and hairstyling. Surprisingly, Coming to America is nominated. Um, the one that came out on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously. Yeah, the the makeup, <laughs> yeah, the makeup and the hairstyle, and that was within the last year. It was really great. It was dope. Um, oh, okay. 
Best original song. Listen, say what you want, but our Beyonce Knowles Carter is Thanks. now Academy Award nominated. Nominated, okay, for a song that she did no promo for. Not just dropping. <laughs> she said, "All right, here you go. Go here see King go. Richard, yeah, or right. not, but just be alive. Song, right? Be alive is an amazing song, and I'm gonna go back to making clothes." Right. And and she is Oscar nominated. <laughs> all because of that, right. On an amazing track. So we shall see. I think I'm only going to watch the Oscars because of that. Just because of that. I want to see if she's going to show up the whole time. Or right. do like they usually do and just show up for her category. And then take their ass home. Back up the floor. Back up and the I wouldn't be mad if she did. No, because, I wouldn't be mad either. Because a lot of these award shows, like, they aren't in favor for us even though they try to push the narrative that they do have some favor for us this this voting pool needs more of our representation that's what it, it needs more of our, that's what it needs they really do because they do be trying they i appreciate them i heard whoopi goldberg talking about it this year because she's a, a voting member and i appreciate them for you know, considering movies that the public may not never see because just because they're not blockbusters. Like, there's right. a lot of time and effort that goes into this stuff. And so I appreciate that. Um, but it does need more representation from us as well so that um, we can not only be represented, but also nominated and also not just nominated, but also win. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many. Waiting to Exhale should have a freaking Oscar somewhere in there, you know, just because sure. it's. Some there's so many of our of our classics in there that deserve just as much recognition. So for sure, a nominated along with Beyonce is, oof, Billie Eilish for No mm-hmm. Time to Die, and also Diane Warren for a song called Some um, Somehow You Do. She's used to winning Oscars, but also Lin Manuel Miranda for uh, a song called Dos Oroguitas for Encanto. Huh. Tough, I tough heard Encanto is such a good movie. So have I. It's nominated as well for Best Animated Feature, along with Luca. So, yeah, I'm Rey gonna and watch the Last it. Dragon. I'm gonna watch it too. Reina Last Dragon. I've seen clips. Um, I'm gonna watch Encanto because uh, apparently you can't talk about Bruno and it's a whole thing. So I do. I do want to see it and see what the hype is about and see if I'm going to watch it several times like a lot of people have been You know, Disney, all, Disney always wins this category because they always have that one a year. I think the one before this was Soul. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't remember what was before that, but they always have one a year that, that gets it. So, for sure. And, yeah. This week for my Queen Spotlight, um, I wanted to shine a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful light on Aaron Jackson. She is the first black woman to win a speed skating medal at the Winter Olympics. The Winter Olympics, which not for nothing, um, <coughs> is the one that I think a lot of people like overlook mm-hmm. because of like the time of year it comes on, and you know, like it should it doesn't get as much hype as the other Olympics. But still, um, I think it should get recognition. And for, especially for moments like this, uh, she's a 29-year-old for Florida native. And Feel the rhythm. Feel the heat. Sorry. Okay, because I never said bobsledding. And do you see how? Okay. I watched bobsledding this weekend. That's, I mean, that's the only time you could watch this. Got it. Got it. 
Um, okay. So she is a rollerblader, but when she's on on ice, she is a speed skater. Uh, and to win, like, <laughs> and to win and finish her lap, I actually saw the clip. She fin- finished her lap in 37.4 seconds, Dang. which was amazing. She kind of was speeding past, like, yeah. it, lightning speed. Um, and yeah, she's from Team USA. And shout out to you, Queen. There are a bunch of black queens who are dominating, like in gymnastics. Um, some black kings who are dominating in snowboarding. Um, nice. So just shout out to everybody in the Olympics who right now who are dominating, who are just killing it at every age and um, just putting it on for 2022. For sure. Speaking of, just like Shakari Richardson, thank you for putting on in 2021, even though they're allowing uh, uh, Russian Olymp- Russian athletes who, you see, there was the Russian Olympic team, and they were banned because they got caught doping it already. So then they created another team called the Russian Olympic Committee, and they allowed them to compete, same pe- to compete, same people, same country, different organization. And now they've been caught doping, Ain't nobody getting kicked out of the Olympics. They cleared her to compete. However, Shakari Richardson spoke up about it, and she's rightfully like she's right. But spoken a little, she's smoking a little bit of weed. Can't compete. This girl getting doped up by the Russians, being forced to lie, saying that she accidentally mixed up her medicine with her grandfather's medicine. Meanwhile, it's three different kinds of medicines, and she didn't say anything. The difference is. The American committee, like the people of the American, our side was the ones who said Shikari shouldn't compete. <laughs> and that's what the Olympics also recommended. This one, the Russians, they're just saying, oh, no, 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 no. She's fine. It was an accident. Let her compete. And they're not trying to take any accountability. And it's just messed up, man. That's Meanwhile, just... Shikari had lost her mom. Right. Also, THC does not enhance your performance. Like it's gonna make so, her faster, right? So you know, it's unfortunate. I'm sorry that she had Crazy. to go through that. I'm yeah. sorry that you, you, in the media, it showed you how they just play in people's face. Um, I just hope that a change happens in the future, and that's it. On the way, listeners. What are your favorite Winter Olympic sports? Tweet us at On The Way Weekly and let us know what you think. We're going to go. And we'll be right back. I don't need nobody else. Oh, you got me on the way. Yearning for your loving, baby. I need that every day. Cause you know this ain't made for, for nobody but you. You. You don't need nobody else. Is you trying to see me later? Sending pictures from my phone and flooding up your day. It's a wrap. It's time to get out of here, but not before we leave you with some encouragement. Once again, you can find our quotes on our Twitter at On The Way Weekly every Monday for some motivation. This week, our quote says, I can accept failure. Everyone fails at something, but I can't accept not trying. 
So this quote I got from Michael Jordan. And this quote's interesting to me because I think a lot of times we don't want to accept the defeat and accept the fact that if we plan something out and it doesn't go well, the feeling of that. Um, it also like just reminds you that you can really plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. Like Andre 3K said, you know, you can have something just thought out and think that, okay, this is how it's going to go because I set it up this way and things go a total opposite way because that's how life works. That means you go back to drawing board, you plan again, you do things again. What you're not going to do is just accept it and be okay with it and sit with it and not try to do again just because you failed at something. For sure. I've never been afraid to fail because I, I've always been attuned to like wisdom. I think it was just one of those maybe privileges of being the only child where you just like sometimes you hear a message. For me, I hear I heard a message. Like he would say, I would hear certain messages and be like, oh, that sounds deep. That sounds like a pearl of wisdom or something like that. I feel like I should probably listen to that. That might save me some time down the road. And then I would just always hear people talking. And one of the things you always hear is about how people say, like, in order to be successful, you have to fail. And so, therefore, I was just never afraid of failing. And just each time, you just learn how to do it better. But, um, or not, you know, not as for as many wins as you have, there's probably just as many failures that you've had. But you just learn how to do it better. Like, now I know I'm okay failing. Um, before I might be, maybe just maybe, you know, in younger years, just maybe have tried something and see how it may have worked out and then failed. Now I maybe have, will have, maybe I'll, now I'll plan it or I'll ask for direction first and then try it and then still not be afraid to fail, but I wouldn't fail the same way. Like I would, you know, previously it's like, you know, there's levels to it to learning how to get better. And then, you know, lastly, I'll just say this this podcast has been five years. And I just think each time we just, we didn't know where it was going, what was going to happen, but we just knew we had to be consistent. And I just want to say thank you to the people who have been listening. It's really, um, now that we're starting to pay attention to the, the analytics and the numbers and all like that, people are, are listening. And, you know, we didn't know all that. We we don't we we of course we wanted to gain followers we wanted people to listen but it's just really interesting to see after five years worth of work how it's paying off and 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 um how just not being afraid to just try something new is taking us in a new direction and i think that that is there's more to come you'll see in the next and you'll you'll see soon more to come but it's just just a testament to not being afraid to fail. Right. I agree. I agree. Well, if you're looking for me, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Sylvie Jones, S-Y-L-V-E-E-J-O-N-E-S. Actually, you'll find me mainly on Twitter, the more superior app. You can find me on the Instagram and the Twitter at K-A-H-L-I-L-X-D-A-N-I-E-L and on the Facebook at facebook.com slash kxd music and you can find me uh you can also find me on my website at khalildaniel.com and all my music streaming on the apple title spotify and anywhere that you download music 
And for everything else you heard today, you can find us on our website and on our Facebook. You can find us on our website at instinctent.com slash on the way and on our Facebook at facebook.com slash on the way pod. Also, hit up our YouTube channel. Thank you. We're getting uh, thank you for all the views, like in like less than 24 hours, 400 plus views. Um, so go back and check and keep uploading. But thanks everybody for um, hitting up for for watching those. Make sure that you subscribe to our channel, please. And if you love what you hear, please make sure to like and subscribe to us on the Apple Podcast app. You can share it. You can rate it. Rate it and let us know what you think of the show. And then um, shout out to Oprah Winfrey for starting off Black History Month with the perfect color purple casting announcement. Mm. Um, you think huh, you just y'all go ahead and y'all go online and watch Fantasia sing "I'm Here" live at the Tonys and see what you're in store for. All right, God bless. Have a great week. See you next week. Bye. Yeah, yeah. We stress. We